today on Grace to the Hearers with Pastor Eric Kluth. Mary was heartbroken over the death of her brother, and Jesus saw this, and he was heartbroken as he wept too. Guys, Jesus sees our pain. He sees our pain. In our text, that Jesus, it tells us that Jesus loved this family. This morning, I want you to know that Jesus loves you. He loves you so very much, so much he loves you. And if you are in pain, spiritually or physically, Jesus' spirit groans within him for you. Though at times it may feel as if we are all alone, the truth is that Jesus sees our pain and is always with us. Pastor Eric teaches today that after Mary's brother died, Jesus' heart broke for her. We learn from this that Christ understands our pains and longs to take them away from us. Trust in Him, and He will mend all of your wounds. Well, let's join Pastor Eric in the book of John chapter 11 with today's edition of Grace to the Hearers. I praise God for His grace and just really understanding His grace. And in, like I said, in two weeks when we share about Honduras, uh, the Lord has really placed in my heart that we really look into what grace looks like. Because uh, it's, not more, it's much more, let me just say, it's much more than what you say before dinner. Okay? It is an amazing thing. And so we'll look at that in a couple weeks, what grace looks like. Uh, and number two, you must be physically alive to believe to have eternal life. Let me say it again. You must be physically alive to believe to have eternal life. You cannot believe, you cannot have faith when you are dead. When you die, you're dead, okay? You are physically dead, and if you don't have faith in Jesus, it is too late for you. There is separation from God. You do not get a second chance, okay? Because we clearly see right here in verse 26, and whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? It is important to believe in Christ and place your faith in him before you die. And I would encourage you this morning, if you have not placed your faith and trust in Jesus Christ, today is the day of salvation. And you don't know when you could get into a car accident. You don't know if you would drop dead or of a heart attack or anything. We don't know the time that we have been given, okay? Only God knows the time of our lives. But by his grace, you are alive today, right now, hearing the gospel, saying that if you believe in Jesus Christ, not by your works, but by faith in Christ alone, you will have eternal life. And so this morning, if there's anyone who has not received this gift of salvation, God has given you the gift right now, and it's before you. And I would encourage you to unwrap it. Open it up, receive it, and believe in him, and you will become a child of God. The Bible says that it, to those who believe and receive him, to them he gave the right to become children of God. And so this morning, I want to stop right now, because all else in the world right now, this is the biggest decision one can make. Do you or have you received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? If you haven't right now, we would love to just stop and come and pray around you and to support you as you receive God's greatest gift of salvation, guaranteeing you a spot in heaven where you have no more doubt, no more question if I would go to heaven or not, because if you believe and you have faith in Jesus Christ, you will be saved. So this morning, does anybody want to receive that gift of salvation right now? And it's not weird. We can look around, look and see who's going to raise their hand. Guys, 
You're not standing before God before, in front of all these people. It's going to be you and God one day. Do you have the gift of salvation? If you do, praise God. Amen. Moving forward. So, Jesus says this to Mary. And again, the Lord, I believe, is saying that to us. Do you believe this? That he who believes shall never die. I believe it. I believe it. And so, uh, now we go into verses 28 through 37. It says this, And when she had said these things, she went her way, secretly called Mary her sister, saying, The teacher has come and is calling for you. As soon as she heard that, she arose quickly and came to him. Now Jesus had not yet come into the town, but was in the place where Martha met him. Then the Jews who were with her in the house and comforting her, when they saw that Mary rose up quickly and went out, followed her, saying, She is going to the tomb to weep there. Then when Mary came and where Jesus was and saw him, she fell down at his feet, saying to him, Lord, if you would have been here, my brother would have not died. Therefore, when Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who came with her weeping, he groaned in the spirit and was troubled. And he said, Where have you laid him? They said to him, Lord, come and see. Verse 35, Jesus wept. Then the Jews said, See how, see how he loved him? And some of them said, Could not this man who had opened the eyes of the blind also kept this man from dying? Martha departs from Jesus, tells her sister that Jesus was in town. Mary departs to see Jesus and the Jews with her who were comforting her saw her leaving and she thought that she must be going to the grave to weep and mourn some more. But when Mary saw Jesus, she fell down at his feet, weeping, saying, Jesus, if you were only here, my brother would still be alive. And Jesus, seeing her weeping, seeing the people who were with her weeping, groaned and, and was troubled within his spirit. Groaned, meaning Jesus was painfully moved. There was displeasure within him. Jesus was hurting inside. And Jesus asked, where did you lay him? And they showed him. In verse 35, Jesus wept. He wept. Mary was heartbroken over the death of her brother. And Jesus saw this, and he was heartbroken as he wept too. Guys, Jesus sees our pain. He sees our pain. In our text, that Jesus, it tells us that Jesus loved this family. This morning, I want you to know that Jesus loves you. He loves you so very much. So much he loves you. And if you are in pain, spiritually or physically, Jesus' spirit groans within him for you. He loves you. He cares about you. How do I know this? Because the Bible says in, uh, in uh, Hebrews 13, 8, says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus Christ has not changed. He cares for us. If he cared and loved for this family, he cares and loves you. Jesus is compassionate. And the Bible tells us in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 15, for we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weakness, weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Therefore, therefore, Hebrews 4, 16, let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. 
Yes, this is, Hebrews is really pointing to like when you're struggling with, this, with sin, that Jesus can help you overcome that temptation. But even he can sympathize with you in all your needs. And Jesus can sympathize you when you're weak. And so I love Hebrews 4.16 because it tells us what we should do. We should come boldly to the throne of grace, the throne of undeserved favor. Come to the throne of undeserved favor, God's grace so that you may obtain mercy and find undeserved favor to help you in the time of need. That blesses my heart this morning, knowing that Jesus can sympathize with me, because there's many times where I'm hurting and I'm in pain and I'm, I'm just in sorrow. My heart is broken, but I know that I can lean upon my Savior. I can lean upon my friend, Lord Jesus, as he can sympathize with me, and that he can... He can encourage me and that he has invited me to come boldly to the throne so that I may obtain mercy and grace to help me in my time of need. And the same thing applies to you this morning. The same thing applies to you. Moving forward in verses 38 through 44, then Jesus, again groaning in himself, came to the tomb and it was a cave and the stone lay against it. And Jesus said, take away the stone. Martha, the sister of him who was dead, said to him, Lord, by this time there is a stench, for he has been dead four days. And Jesus said to her, Did I not say to you that if you would believe, you would see the glory of God? Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead man was lying, and Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me, and I know that you always hear me because... Of the people who are standing by, I said this, that they may believe that you sent me. Now when he had said these things, he cried out with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. In verse 44, and he who had died came, came out bound hand and foot with grave clothes, and his face was wrapped with cloth, with a cloth. And Jesus said to them, loose him and let him go. Wow. Jesus says, take away the stone. Martha says and reminds him, hey, he's been dead four days. There's a stench. To paint the picture of the stench that she says, check this uh, interesting fact about the body after death. It says this, after a few days of after death, the bacteria and enzymes start, process, start the process of breaking down their host. The pancreas is full and so many bacteria that it is essentially digesting itself. And these organisms work their way to the other organs. The body becomes discolored, first turning green, then purple, then black. If you can't see the change, you can smell it soon enough. Because the bacteria will create an awful smelling gas. In addition, the smelling up of the room, the gas will cause the body to bloat the eyes to bulge out of their sockets and their tongues to swell and protrude. That's what's taking place after four days of death. And so Jesus still coming forth and Martha saying, hey, he's been dead. There's a stench. He's going to smell. But that did not stop Jesus from doing the work of his father. Amazing. And now I hope I didn't ruin your, your appetite for sweets for afterwards in the youth, so uh, I apologize. But it paints the picture of what the body of Lazarus was going through, okay, at this time. 
And so Jesus asked the stone to be removed. And I love verse 40. Did I not say to you that if you would believe, you would see the glory of God? Saying that to Martha. And then we see that Jesus then prays. And the key things to observe in his prayers is that he thanks his father. He thanks his father because he has heard Jesus. The second thing to, to observe in the prayer is that Jesus points out that God always hears. God always hears the heart of the righteous. Okay? The heart of the righteous. If your heart is holding iniquity, the Bible does say that God does not hear. But when we turn to God with a righteous heart, a heart of repentance, God will hear you. Okay? And so he hears the heart of the righteous, Jesus Christ. And then Jesus says, Father, let those around me believe that you sent me. And then Jesus calls Lazarus to come forth. Now I'm going to share a story with you. I know it's 1110, but you guys have to hear this story. This picture, it's me with an older man. My team and I, we came up to this house, and this day was the Sunday, and we were already late. Two of our team members in Honduras was really sick, really, really sick. In fact, Lanny, who leads Vision for Eternity, had a severe heat stroke. His blood pressure was 222 over 180. And so he was out in the field shaking, and they took him back to the mission as the other man had a bacterial infection, Bill. But the Lord then, you know, placed me in the leadership, and I was like, I want to go. I want to get out into the field. It's already 1 o'clock. We only have, like, two more hours in the field. You know, we, we want, and this is what Lanny would want. That's what Lanny would want, but that's not what God wanted. He wanted us to wait, and so we waited, and we waited for the bus to come to pick up uh, Lanny and Bill. And I was getting mad. In fact, Erica, our fellow sister, says, oh, look at the party pooper. You know, I'm like, ah, you know, because I was so, like, I wanted to get out there and share the gospel. And so as I was sitting there, I'm like, man, can we just go? And finally, we were able to go to this village, and uh, we go and my team and I, we walk up to this house, and before we get into the house, the national guy who was helping, you know, the church, who was walking with us, said to us, this house, there's older people, they cannot hear, and uh, they, they won't be able to hear you. And I'm like, well, we, we'll go in there and check it out anyways. And so we go into this house, and the, the, the daughter of the parents, because the dad was 86 and the mom was 83, uh, and they were laying in the hammock. This guy was maybe, what, 90 pounds, right? And I'm like, man, God, they've got to hear the gospel. I don't know where they stand with you, but the time is not looking favorably to them. And, and the, the mom had a severe uh, infection going on, and so the daughter was sitting in the house, and one of the ladies was presenting to, them, to her, and she didn't want anything to do with the gospel, nothing to do with the gospel at all. But as she was saying, do you believe that Jesus Christ is Lord? And guess what happened? All of a sudden, this man who we were told that could not hear all that well says, yes, in Spanish. He says, yes. And so I looked at Athena and I said, start talking to him, you know. And so she starts talking. And he said, I believe that he died for my sins. I believe that he was raised. But if I trust in him with my life, will all the bad things go away? Athena didn't have the words to say. And so the Lord then put on my heart, and I sat down in front of him, and I said, Sir, no, all the bad things will not stop when you place your faith in Jesus Christ. 
But what I can tell you is that when you die, you will have eternal life. When there is, there is no more tears, there is no more pain, there is no more crying, you will have life once again. And this man could not see. His eyes are glossed over because he was blind. And he received Christ. He professed Jesus. And we're praising God, rejoicing in him. And then we are looking, and, and again, just sharing to the daughter, your, your dad, he has received the gift of salvation. Do you want to receive and she's like, no, I believe that Jesus died for my sins, but I don't believe that he's alive. And that breaks my heart, right? And so then we're like, well, what about the mom? The mom was, again, had fever. She's putting water on herself, and the, the daughter takes her out of the room to go to the restroom. And, and it seems like, do we just go? No, we don't go, because I believe that God's going to do a miracle. This woman of 83 years old could not hear and so we're going, and every time we start sharing to the mom in the hammock, the daughter would say, she cannot hear you. She cannot hear you. Almost getting to the point of anger. She cannot hear you. And so we started praying, 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 and the Spirit of God fell upon that room, praying, the Spirit praying back to the Father, praying, just praying, God, please open her ears so that she can receive. And so as the translator was speaking to her, speaking to her, speaking to her, she finally says, I believe, I believe that Jesus is Lord. And then going through the whole gospel, this is amazing, you guys, because what God did is open the ears of a deaf woman to the point to where she was fully alert, looking into her eyes, receiving the gospel, and professing the name of Jesus Christ. And as I was praying, I didn't even know that our text was like this in 11. And so when I was reading it, I'm like, holy smokes, God, because you said, if I believe, I would see the glory of God. And I've read that verse a year ago when it ministered to my heart a year ago. But yet God then brings it back to me uh, at around the same time. And, and as Jesus was praying, please, you've, I know that you've heard me. And I, so that the people standing around me may believe that you sent me. And as I was praying, God, open her ears so that the daughter can believe that you are alive. And she, her mom professes Christ and, and is alert for that just small window, but she still professed. Her daughter in the corner is weeping. And I said, you heard your mom. Your mom hears the word. She has received Jesus Christ. Do you believe that he is alive? And she said, yes, I believe that Jesus Christ is alive. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> when you believe, you will see the glory of God. You will see the glory of God. Wrapping up the verses, 45 through 57. Then many of the Jews who had come to Mary and had seen the things that Jesus did believed in him. Amen. I love it when the word of God comes to color. But some of them went away to the Pharisees and t told them the things that Jesus did. Then the chief priests and the Pharisees gathered a council and said, What shall we do? For this man works many signs. If we let him alone like this, everyone will believe in him. And the Romans will come and take away both our place and the nation. And one of them, Caiaphas, being the high priest that year, said to them, You know nothing at all, nor do you consider that it is expedient, thank you, for us that one man should die for the people and not that the whole nation should perish. 
Verse 51, now this he did not say on his own authority, but being high priest that year, he prophesied that Jesus would die for the nation. And not for the nation only, but also that he would gather together in one, in one the children of God who were scattered abroad. Verse 53, then from that day on, they plotted to put him to death. Therefore, Jesus no longer walked openly among the Jews, but went from there into the country near the wilderness to a city called Ephraim, and there remained with his disciples. Verse 55. And the Passover of the Jews was near, and many went from the country up to Jerusalem before the Passover to purify themselves. Then they sought Jesus and spoke among themselves as they stood in the temple, What do you think, that he will not come to the, the feast? Now both the chief priests and the Pharisees had given a command that if anyone knew where he was, he should report it that they may seize him. Uh, And so we see the observations that many of the Jews believed in Jesus after seeing the miracle of Lazarus being raised from the dead. But some of them went back to the Pharisees to describe to religious leaders and told them what had happened. And the Pharisees asked, what should we do about this man? He's doing so many wonderful things. He's healing the lame, healing the blind, raising a dead man. Uh, And I believe verse 48 is the key. It says that if we let him alone like this, everyone will believe in him. And I think that's interesting. Because if we let Jesus be Jesus, people will believe in him. People will believe in him. What does that mean for Christians today? Get your hands off the work. Get your hands off the work. Jesus is on the mission, a mission to save lives. And he wants to come, and he wants you to come with him on this mission. He wants you to come along for the ride because Jesus said this in Matthew chapter 11, verse 29, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lonely in heart, and you will find rest in your souls. Jesus didn't say, hey, I will go do the work. He says, yoke up with me. Yoke up with me and come along for the ride, and I will do great works, right? He's going to do the work. He wants us to rest. He wants him to be glorified. Again, Jesus wants to be glorified. He wants the Father to be glorified, and he wants to be yoked up with you and me. Yoke up with Jesus. Yoke up with Jesus. Let him do the work, and he will make believers. Uh, I truly believe this as we are along for the ride. And Jesus, you guys, often uses you as a vessel. He uses you as a vessel. But remember, it is not you doing the work. It's not you doing the work. It's Christ Jesus who is in you who is doing the work. Let Jesus be Jesus and people will come to believe. Amen? As we conclude, Jesus hears you when you call upon him. He is aware of your situations. He is going to respond by doing what will glorify his Father and himself, and he will respond in his time. Jesus speaks plainly. When it's time for a person to understand his word, they will understand his word. And Jesus is the life. If you believe, you shall never die. One must believe in Jesus while still physically being alive. Uh, And the, the... what is it? Fourth thing, Jesus sympathizes with you. Therefore, you can come boldly to the throne of grace in your time of need. And I praise God for that. And finally, if you believe, you will see the glory of God and he will do mighty things because God is a mighty God and he's still performing miracles today. Uh, and so we must just let Jesus be Jesus and people will come to believe in his holy name. We hope the words Pastor Eric shared have encouraged you to learn even more about our Savior 
and seek His love and hope for your own life. Jesus has the power to change every person's life, wiping sin away and giving back a full life of love and grace. If you'd like to know more about Jesus and how you can have a personal relationship with Him, we'd love to tell you more. Please give us a call at 520-723-7047. That number again is 520-723-7047. We have much to share with you about Jesus, and we'd like to join you in prayer as you begin your journey of faith. One thing we'd encourage you in right away is to find a local church in which to get involved. If you are in the Coolidge, Arizona area, we would be thrilled to have you join us here at Calvary Chapel Coolidge. Come join us for a time of worship and studying verse by verse through the Bible. You can find our weekly service times, church address, and directions through our website at gracetothehearers.com. You'll also be able to read more about Pastor Eric, our church family, and what we believe. That website again is gracetothehearers.com. That's all the time we have for today on Grace to the Hearers. We're so glad that you joined us, and we hope you'll continue to be blessed throughout your day. Tune in again as Pastor Eric continues teaching through the book of John, right here on Grace to the Hearers.